Thank you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we will study through the book of Hebrews. During this study, we will recognize that God has provided better things for us in this age through Jesus Christ. So, grab your copy of the Summer 2022 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. Today's lesson is entitled, A Better Sacrifice, from Hebrews 10, 4-14. The application is the student will differentiate between the many Old Testament animal sacrifices and the one superior sacrifice Jesus made for sin. Seeking the Context When Adam and Eve transgressed in the Garden of Eden, they were filled with fear and shame. They immediately knew they had violated God's command. Their eyes were open to no sin and they directly sought to hide themselves. God explained the consequences of sin, but before he banished them from the Garden of Eden, he made garments for them from the skins of animals. Genesis 3, 1-21 In this activity, God demonstrated what he later reiterated in Leviticus 17, 11, and repeated in Hebrews 9, 22, namely, that forgiveness of sins cannot be achieved without the shedding of blood. Did the sacrifice of animals in the Garden of Eden actually procure forgiveness for Adam and Eve, or did it symbolize the sacrifice of Jesus that was to come? This question has been the topic of debate among religious people for centuries. Because of the innate pridefulness of fallen mankind, human beings naturally desire to be involved in securing their own salvation. That being the case, History is full of idolatry in which people have created gods in their own images or according to their own imaginations. In the case of idolatry, the idol worshiper becomes the master of his own fate, and he can dictate when when and how to serve the gods he creates. All humanity thus falls into one of two categories, either people who trust in the sacrifice of Jesus for salvation or those who trust their own works to save them. Either you follow what God dictates and how to approach Him, or you attempt to come to Him on your own terms. The former works while the other will never work in guiding you into His presence. The original audience of Hebrews had apparently been tempted to revert to the Old Testament sacrificial system. Perhaps they thought that animal sacrifice was necessary in combination with the sacrifice of Jesus to maintain righteousness. This was a common problem for those converted Jews who lived during the span of time in which the ministry of Jesus overlapped the ongoing practice of Judaism in Jerusalem. Paul spoke very candidly to the churches in Galatia who were persuaded to keep the law in addition to trusting in Jesus, writing that, If righteousness came by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Galatians 2.21 Salvation comes wholly by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, or not at all. Today, the modern Christian may not be tempted to begin observing the Old Testament law in addition to or in place of faith in Jesus Christ, but many people are tempted to trust in their own works to save them, as if that were possible. The passage today will remind the Bible student of the superior sacrifice offered by Jesus Christ in the purchase of salvation for mankind. How many people do you know who trust in something besides Jesus for salvation? Searching the text. Number one, 
Jesus is the only efficacious sacrifice. Hebrews 10, 4-9 For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Wherefore, when he cometh into the world, he saith, Sacrifice and offering thou wouldest not, but a body hast thou prepared me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin thou hast had no pleasure. Then said I, Lo, I come in the volume of the book it is written to of me, to do thy will, O God. Above, when he said, Sacrifice and offering and burnt offerings and offering for sin thou wouldest not, neither hadst pleasure therein, which are offered by the law. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O God. He taketh away the first, that he may establish the second. The people to whom Hebrews was originally written, like modern-day Christians, looked back into the time to the life, death, burial, and resurrection and ascension of Jesus. As they looked back to the work of Jesus, even though his life was fresher in their minds than the modern-day Christian, they still hesitated to embrace him fully. They tended to be more influenced by the centuries of dominance by the Mosaic law. Looking back at the animal sacrifices required by the law, though, the writer of Hebrews pointed out that they only served as a shadow of Jesus who would come. The law did not serve to make anyone perfect. Worse than that, the regular practice of animal sacrifice and the unintended consequence of constantly reminding the worshiper of his sins. Hebrews 10, 1 through 3. The sacrifices required by the law could never actually take away the sins of the people. No animal's life would ever be valuable enough to pay for the life of even one human being, much less a multitude. The shed blood of an animal would symbolize the forgiveness of a person's sins and accomplish God's legislative requirement for atonement of past sins, assuming a contrite heart, but what mankind needed was a permanent solution for all sins. This Jesus came to accomplish. Even King David saw the abolishment of the Old Testament sacrificial system as it would give way to God's ultimate answer to mankind's sin in his son, Jesus Christ. The passage quoted Psalm 46-8, which referred to the coming of the Messiah, who would satisfy God's will by giving up his body permanently to deal with man's sin. David, inspired by the Holy Spirit, explained how God was more interested in the penitent heart of the worshiper than in his ability to offer many sacrifices according to religious tradition. Jesus has come and has offered the only sacrifice that could take away man's sins once and for all, namely his shed blood. No other sacrifice could pay a person's sin debt owed to a holy God, since no other sacrifice was wholly pure and undefiled before God. Even if a person subjected the remainder of his life to poverty and penitence, he would still fall short of the righteous requirement of God for the saving of his soul. Thankfully, Jesus has offered his life as a perfect sacrifice, which has provided what all men require to be saved. Trust in Jesus alone. Why is everything besides the gospel ineffective to save souls? Number two, Jesus is the only sanctifying sacrifice. Hebrews 10.10, 10, by the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Measure twice, cut once. 
This advice has probably been shared millions of times. It reveals the propensity of humans to hurriedly or recklessly complete a job rather than focus on accuracy and excellence. Left to ourselves, humans make mistakes that fall short of excellence. God makes no mistakes, though. The Mosaic Law was not a mistake, but a perfect guide to demonstrate our desperate need for a Savior. Precisely as foretold, Jesus came to earth, lived a sinless life, offered himself on the cross of Calvary, died and was buried, rose again, and ascended to the Father. This gospel message succinctly encapsulates the exact pleasure of God, executed flawlessly by his Son, the effects of which endure for eternity. In his execution of God's desires, Jesus accomplished everything necessary to save anyone who would faithfully receive the gift of redemption. Jesus' work of salvation was good enough for all time, but those who follow Jesus are beneficiaries of an ongoing act of God the writer of Hebrews called sanctification. Sanctification is the work of God whereby he sets people apart as holy, consecrated to him for his purposes and for his glory. The sacrifice of Jesus is the only work that has power to set people apart for God's use and glory. People may think they can devote themselves to God, but unless God's Spirit is involved in regenerating them by the power of the gospel, their devotion to Him is nothing more than fleeting moments of mere human willpower. It is Jesus alone who saves, and it is Jesus alone who continues to sanctify. In faith, by the power of God, when you are saved, God begins a refining process wherein He conforms you to look more and more like His Son. Romans 8.29 and 1 Thessalonians 4.3 Only God has the power to transform us in Christ-likeness. How does Jesus sanctify his people? Number three, Jesus is the only permanent sacrifice. Hebrews 10.11-14 And every priest standeth daily, ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. But this man after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down on the right hand of God, from henceforth expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. On one occasion during his earthly ministry, Jesus encountered a Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. She had come to draw water, and Jesus struck up a conversation with her after asking her to give him some water. He told the woman he could give her living water, and if she would drink from him, she would never thirst again. The woman thought Jesus referred to literal water and, attracted to the idea of never having to haul water from the well to her home again, said, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. John 4.15 The woman did not immediately recognize her own spiritual thirst, symbolized by her physical thirst which would never be satisfied by the daily rituals of false religion. Jesus offered to quench her spiritual thirst, which meant he would satisfy and cleanse her spiritual condition once for all. Like the woman at the well, religious Jews had become so programmed by their religious rituals, they could not imagine a time when they would be able to cease their futile practices. They could not fathom spiritual satisfaction, so they continued to go to the priests who repeatedly offered the same sacrifices, even though they could never take away their sins. 
Jesus came and accomplished what no one else could by winning salvation for mankind through his blood. After his resurrection, he left earth and returned to heaven where he sat down at God's right hand because his work was finished. Among the last words he uttered before he gave up his life, Jesus exclaimed, Tetelestai, which is the perfect passive form of the verb which means complete. Properly translated, the word would mean it has been completed. John 19.30 The perfect tense demonstrates an action that already occurred, but whose consequent resulting state continues indefinitely. All of this serves to demonstrate that the work of Jesus on the cross of Calvary perfectly accomplished everything needed for your salvation, and his sacrifice stands indefinitely as the way of salvation for every person until the end of time. More than that, every person who trusts in Jesus Christ as Savior has been set apart as God's own with the guarantee that they will be made perfectly righteous at his coming. In the meantime, Jesus is seated at God's right hand, having perfectly fulfilled the work necessary for mankind's redemption. David prophesied of this moment, while Jesus waits for God to subdue his enemies under his feet like a footstool. Psalm 110 verse 1. Jesus, Israel's messianic king, reigns in righteousness and will return soon in power. Until he returns, the offer of salvation by grace through faith in him continues to be extended to every human being. The gift of redemption has been purchased. The remaining question is whether people will receive it by faith in Jesus. Who are you praying for and sharing the gospel with in hopes they will be saved? Setting the application. Jesus alone has paid the price for your salvation. Nothing you accomplish or do not accomplish can make God love you any more or any less than he loves you right now. He demonstrated his love for you by sending his only son to die for your sins while you were still enemies of his. Romans 5, 8. Of course, those who follow Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord desire to work very hard for his glory and kingdom, and rightfully so. He deserves our best. The error many Christians succumb to, though, is the thought that they must perform good works to earn God's love or to keep their salvation. If salvation cannot be earned by good works, then it cannot be retained by good works nor lost by bad works. The work of Jesus was perfect and the offer of salvation and sanctification by his power stands indefinitely. The world around you needs to know Jesus has done everything they could not do to earn eternal life for them. People can spend their lifetimes attempting to earn their way into their version of heaven, all while eternity with God has already been procured by Jesus and is available as a free gift. You must show and tell them the good news that Jesus saves. How can you demonstrate the saving gospel of Jesus Christ this week? Thank you for joining us for another lesson in the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying again with you next week as we continue our study of better things in the book of Hebrews. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.